The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel, our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. We celebrated Epiphany Sunday on the 3rd of January. This is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 4. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the arm. My dear friends in Christ, our reading for today in this Old Testament reading for Epiphany Day or Epiphany Sunday, it's from Isaiah's Book of Comfort, as it's sometimes called. That's chapters, chapters 40 to 66 of his prophecy. And in this section, those final chapters of the book, it's talking about the comfort that comes to us because of God's final deliverance, his glorious final deliverance that is ours because of Jesus the Savior coming into the world. Isaiah encourages us, he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Now, this is a wake-up call, really, for us as believing children of God, a wake-up call encouraging us to get going because of the brilliant brightness of the gospel, of the glory of the Lord that has shone upon us, that fills us with spiritual light. And that spiritual light, we could say that that's the the gospel light that the Holy Spirit uses to call us from the darkness of sin and unbelief into God's believing in family, into the light of the gospel, into faith in Jesus our Savior. Isaiah says, See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Apart from God, of course, he's saying that the natural condition of our world, of, of each of us, and this is apart from God, it's, it's that of darkness. Without God, it's kind of as if all we could do is wander around in this sinful world and, and, and nothing, nothing, because we're wandering around in darkness from which we on our own could never escape but then into our lost, helpless situation. Into our lost and helpless situation, the Lord and the, the glory of Christmas, we could say, appears as a glowing light, a glowing light like the star that led the wise men to go and worship the infant Jesus. And now, as Jesus lived a perfect life and died his perfect death also, he showed us that he's the light of the world. He removed the problem of our spiritual darkness that's caused by our sins 
when he paid for our sins and the sins of the whole world. Oh, there was an elderly man who was dying, and one evening when it was getting dark outside, he asked that all the lights in the home be turned on. And then as it got completely dark, however, he made a strange request. He asked that all the lights in the home then be turned off. He said, we don't need them any longer. He whispered those words and, and with a smile on his face, he ended up saying then, the sun is up. And those were the last words that he spoke as he was slipping away into what we could call the sunlight of God's eternal presence. And see, he didn't need light from light bulbs or fluorescent bulbs anymore. He had Jesus. He had the light of the gospel. He had what he really needed. Well, Isaiah says, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Oh, this is such wonderful news because it tells us that the light of the gospel and the glory of Christmas, it isn't just for God's Old Testament chosen people. It's for all people, including you and me. During Israelite, Israelite history, before Jesus officially came, before he came to do his work, God wanted the Israelite people to remain separate from the heathen nations, the Gentile nations around them. And the reason for them to be separate was to stay away from their idol worship, their worship of false gods. And now that separation tragically made the Jews think that salvation and God's promises were mainly or just for them. But salvation has always been something for all who believe. And the wise men who went to worship the infant Jesus, they're examples of foreigners who knew that Jesus was the Savior. By the grace of God, they believed in him. Isaiah says, lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. God is calling people from throughout the world to faith in Jesus. And how wonderful it is for us to share the gospel with others so that the Holy Spirit can work on people's hearts and call them out of darkness into the light of the gospel into that beautiful, glorious light of the gospel. And when God uses us to share that gospel message others that, with others, then we can have this amazing joy of, God, of knowing that God has used us to share with the world the greatest joy that there is. But now, to what kind of people does God want us to give his grace, to share his grace. Well, he wants us to share his grace with all people. Jesus, the light of the gospel, certainly does shine out its inviting appeal to all people, but the only people who actually receive God's grace 
are those in whose hearts the Holy Spirit has worked and has given a realization of their sinfulness first so that they're so that they're able to say, so that we're able to say, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And now that's a statement that all people should make. Yet so many people in the world don't see the need for God's grace. So many people in the world think that they can take care of things on their own and do it themselves. They'd rather depend on themselves and on their works. But actually, the person who's doing that, he's living in darkness. The person who's living in the light, that's the person who can see his sin and then can see the Savior and know what he in his grace and mercy has done for us. May God always work in us a humble faith that recognizes our sinfulness but then looks to Jesus alone, the light of the gospel, the answer. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending the star to guide the wise men to Bethlehem and to Jesus, their Savior. Thank you for also sending us a better star, a brighter star, Jesus Christ himself, to show us the darkness of sin and unbelief so we can see our Savior, the light of the world, and his forgiveness and his love and our way to eternal life in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.